Thanks for tuning in to Leesburg Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we dive into scripture, study it together, and apply it to our lives. Today we pick up in John chapter 11, uh, and we'll be starting in, in, in verse 17. And if you remember where we've been, uh, Lazarus um, is, is, is dead. Jesus just told his disciples that Lazarus has died. Um, that's Lazarus, the, the brother of Mary and, and Martha. Uh, we also did a little bit of a dive into Thomas uh, yesterday. You know, Thomas being uh, not really spoken of in the other Gospels, the Gospel of John is really the only place we learn more about Thomas. And of course, we we see Thomas yesterday. He was he was uh, resolved and willing to die, or at least so he thought, with Jesus as they go to Judea. Of course, we know that's not the case. Uh, he, like the other disciples, uh, will will take off when the rubber meets the road. Uh, but ultimately. Uh, in church history, we see Thomas and all of the disciples. While at one time they fled, uh, they they after the resurrection they were emboldened with the Holy Spirit, and uh, that boldness spread the good news of what Jesus had done in the the death, burial, and resurrection uh, to the point that we now sit here today as a result of that work. And so today we pick up in verse seventeen. Let's read it together. Uh, so when Jesus came. He found that he, that Lazarus, had already been in the tomb for four days. You know, after telling his disciples that Lazarus was dead, Jesus now, we see, makes his way back to Judea. And upon his arrival, uh, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Uh, think back when we, when we first heard that Lazarus was sick in verse 4, um, uh, he was he was still alive when the news had reached Jesus back in verse four, and so he must have died shortly thereafter, uh, because Jesus waited two days before heading back to Judea, and the journey uh, was about two days, and so uh, then arriving, Lazarus had already been in the tomb uh, for four days. Uh, again, remember uh, our conversation uh, earlier uh, in this passage about. The, the spirit of God, or the, the spirit of a person in Jewish folklore, the spirit would ho- hover over the person for three days. Uh, let's look at verse eighteen. Um, now Bethany was near J- Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to console them concerning their brother. And, and so, in these two verses, in uh, eighteen and nineteen. Uh, we read that Bethany was near Jerusalem, in fact, just two miles uh, away, and many Jews came to comfort Mary and Martha because of the loss of their brother. Now, now this passage indicates that Mary and Martha and Lazarus uh, must have been pretty well known uh, because many Jews came from Jerusalem uh, to comfort them. Uh, It's important here to note also that that the Jews are presented in this passage uh, in, in a positive light. Um, they're coming to comfort those who were uh, grieving, uh, followers of Jesus even, who were uh, who were grieving a loss of a loved one. And, and it's kind of a good reminder for us all uh, that throughout the New Testament writings, it's important for us to remember that, that the Jews are, are not the enemy. Uh, sometimes it's suggested, and of course the New Testament documents 
uh, have been a catalyst for a lot of persecution against Jewish people. I mean, think back even uh, the extremes like Adolf Hitler uh, used the Bible uh, to justify uh, 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 persecution against the Jews. Uh, it's important for us to remember that the Jews uh, in the New Testament uh, aren't the enemy. Now, there are some Jews who are depicted as the enemy of Jesus, uh, but some Jews and all Jews aren't the same. Uh, and so that's an important thing to consider. Uh, a Christian should not be anti-Semitic. Um, and that's just, I mean, we, we know that, but often when we read, we, we read, we read these passages as us versus them type language and that, and that's not really uh, the right way to see this we see in th this passage here that the Jews are painted in a positive light because they're coming uh, and comforting and consoling Mary and Martha uh, let's look at verse 20 uh, verse 20 it says Martha therefore when she heard that Jesus was coming she went out to meet him but Mary stayed in the house uh, she says Martha then said to Jesus Lord if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. She, Martha, here she hears that Jesus is coming, and so she goes uh, to meet him on the way. Now, we're not really t told why the sisters respond to Jesus approaching in, in in different ways. Martha goes, and Mary says, "We're not explained why, but we see what the, the interaction that happens." Uh, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Uh, Martha's words in, in some way carry some form of a criticism or, or uh, accusation of sorts. Uh, Jesus had failed to uh, appear uh, before her brother had died, and she's disappointed. But despite her disappointment, she says, Lord, if, uh, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know uh, that even now God will give whatever you ask. See, whatever uh, Martha's frustration with Jesus, uh, she expresses faith uh, in, in Jesus. Now, this expression of faith in Jesus uh, didn't necessarily mean that she was going, that he, Jesus was going to restore her brother to life right away. Uh, and we'll see that as she continues to talk here, she doesn't expect that to happen. Uh, she seems to be expressing a general belief in Jesus' relationship to God. Basically saying, Jesus, I know that God answers your prayers. He listens to you and he answers your prayers. Look at verse 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, and this is why we, we know that Martha's not expecting him to rise immediately. Martha said in response, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And so Jesus looks at her, and, and of course Martha kind of confronts Jesus and says, Look, Jesus, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died, but I know that whatever you ask of God, he'll give it to you. He listens to you. I believe that. Jesus says, Well, your brother's going to rise again. And she says, I know, I know. He'll rise again on the resurrection of the last day. Martha doesn't realize that Jesus was speaking about immediate an immediate resurrection life or a restoration to life. She says, yeah, I know he'll rise in the last day. And this is uh, an Orthodox Jewish belief, uh, not Sadducean belief. 
And that's one of the distinctions that's often made throughout the, the New Testament, uh, especially the Gospels, Matthew and Mark. Um, the Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection. Uh, the Pharisees did. And so uh, she had this uh, Orthodox, uh, Pharisaic, Pharisaic uh, view uh, of the resurrection. And it's a resurrection that's, of course, shared by Jesus as well. Uh, Martha making this statement, knowing, you know, saying, I, I know that he'll rise in the resurrection on the last day. For Martha to make that statement showed um, really no understanding of what Jesus was about to do. She didn't expect that Jesus was about to restore her brother to life, uh, which would be a symbol of the resurrection on the last day. Look at verse 20, 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. So, so Martha, Jesus says, your brother's going to rise again. She says, yeah, no, uh, on, on the last day, he'll he'll raise again and jesus says i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me will live even if he dies and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die do you believe this uh, what a, a a neat thing jesus says to move her beyond her her, her normal Jewish belief, Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am, this is the, uh, what, the fifth, I think, of seven I am statements in the fourth gospel. In, in this I am claim, or I am statement, makes three very distinct uh, uh, points or claims about Jesus. Jesus says, and number one, he says that he himself is the resurrection and the life. Uh, he, he said that the Father has given him uh, given him life in himself, and he has the power to bestow or to give life to whoever he wants. Jesus has the power of life within him because the Father's given to him. And then number two, claim number two, he says, people who believe in him, even if they die as Lazarus had, they, they will live. Jesus will raise them from the death on the last day. Uh, and he's going to, as we will see, he is going to raise Lazarus uh, on that day as a foreshadow of the last day. The third claim he makes here is people who live and believe in him will never die. And this is literally true for even the last generation of believers. Those who are alive you know, when Christ returns will not taste death. And, uh, of other believers, other believers who have already lived and died, of course it's true in the sense that even death can't, can't separate them or break their relationship with, with God. And so with these th three claims, Jesus uh, made himself the central uh, or a central piece to the Jewish hope of the resurrection and eternal life. And then he asked Martha, he says, D do you believe this? Do you believe that I am who I say I am? I have the power of life and people who believe in me, even if they die, they'll continue to live. And, and those who live and believe in me will, will never die. D do you believe this? And look at Martha's response in verse 20, 27. Martha says, uh, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Uh, 
Martha makes a response. It's a it's a confession of sorts. He, he Jesus says, "Do you believe this?" And and Martha says, "Yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. I believe that you are the Christ, the the Messiah, the Son of God, who's come to this world." See, Martha has moved even in this. In, in, in this section alone, Martha has moved beyond her previous beliefs. In verse 22, she said, here's what she believes about Jesus. She said, even though, uh, e- even now, I believe that whatever you ask God, he'll give you. But then he, he, he she moves beyond that. And she moves, her, the next step is, is that she believes that, that her brother will rise on the last day. And then she takes another step. And she takes another step affirming Jesus' central role in the Jewish faith, really. The central, his central role in the resurrection in the last day. And she says, Look, I, I believe you're Christ. You're, you're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. The one whom the Father had sent into the world. In Jewish writings, we know that the Son of God, that title... Uh, that she gives, that she uses for Jesus. I believe you're the Son of God. Is not just a relational, uh, 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 the, the way we think of it. We think of it as a relationship between uh, father and child. Um, but in the first century, uh, among the Jews, it was also seen as a messianic title, a title uh, for the Son of God, the the Messiah, the Savior. And so Martha confesses here. Uh, it makes a confession. I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God. And this is a, an example of the faith the evangelist hopes that uh, will be uh, carried on by all those who read his, his, his writings here. As John writes this, he wants us all to have this sort of faith in our hearts and in our minds. Again, we look at verse Chapter 20, verse 31, uh, John writes, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is a neat story uh, about a confession from a woman uh, who turns from grief to trust to building faith uh, that, that ends then with a confession that you are the Messiah, you are the Christ, you're the one that I need. You know, so often in our lives, we look for help, we look for comfort, we look for peace in so many different things, whether it's in the money that we put in the bank account or it's in relationships that we have with other people. We look for these things to bring us peace and comfort on a daily uh, on a daily basis. But what Martha realizes here as she grows in her faith, she realizes the importance of Jesus. Uh, of having that type of relationship with Jesus uh, where we lean on him for comfort and peace in the midst of grief and despair. And and in the midst of that grief and despair, when we have an accurate view of Jesus and who he is, uh, we have hope and we will soon see joy in the life of Martha. And so that's where we end today, but but let's consider uh, the faith that Martha displays here as she as she. Uh, grows in her faith. Uh, let's consider that faith. And let's ask ourselves that simple question, do we have faith? That regardless of the the pain and suffering in this world, that, 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 that Jesus is the Messiah and those who believe in him will never die. You know, this is a, an important message for our world today, especially 
during a uh, a pandemic. I I'm tempted to say the tail end of a pandemic, but you know, so many people are so struggling through this pandemic, and part of that is because of a loss of perspective. I I, I read just this morning a, a friend of mine on social media, um, a previous church member, a church I, I once pastored at, and uh, and and this person was beside herself because several of her family members had died recently. And they happened to die with COVID, and um, uh, just beside herself, unconsolable almost. Anyway, I think we've all known people like that, inconsolable when it comes to death. Um, yet, the responsible person, even uh, now, should consider death. What does death mean for me? What does death mean for the people? Uh, we love for the Christian death is not a, uh, <laughs> a a place of mourning it's a it's a place of joy Jesus says those who believe in me even though he dies he will live forever and so for the Christ follower uh, that doesn't mean we go looking for death but that means that we don't grieve as pagans do we don't grieve as those who have no hope and so ask yourself the question as you see the messages around you today on social media and in the news uh, that are very you know, concerned about death. Are you concerned about death? What's your relationship? What's your faith in Jesus like? And what about those whom you love? Do they have the hope that we claim? It's a challenge for each of us. And if they don't, uh, perhaps we should do everything we can to, to make sure that they are, are aware of the hope that is obtainable through Jesus. And that's where we'll end today. We'll pick up tomorrow in verse 28 as we continue this saga of uh, Jesus and Lazarus and Mary and Martha. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the Leesburg Daily. Uh, feel free to tune in tomorrow as we continue our hot streak of posting every day. Uh, God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Leesburg Daily. <laughs>